there, I'm Anne-Marie McQueen, editor of Live Healthy, and this is the Live Healthy podcast. Each week we interview health and wellness leaders and talk about all the things that are good for you, which you can also read about in our online magazine, the only one of its kind for men and women in the UAE. And now, here's this week's guest. I was really interested to hear your story because, um, well, everything is so interesting to me. So I'll just start with you. You were in an orphanage. You had to, you had to live in an orphanage for 12 years. Can you just sort of talk about that beginning of your, that, that period in your life? Yeah. Uh, you know, when I start talking about this uh, part of my life, I, I had some feelings regarding that time. I stayed there for uh, 12 years. Um, my family met my family because my father died when I was uh, four years old. So my mom she she couldn't uh, take care of three children because I had two also other sisters. So she put us in there for twelve years. I was four years old when I went there. I studied there. It's uh, more. Uh, it's not only. It's also because I'm Christian in Lebanon, it's familiar, you know, in uh, this city and not familiar for people. You know, when they heard my story, they was really shocked. But in Lebanon, it's familiar. Uh, so if you don't have like parents to go there, it's it's really difficult. You know, it's not uh, easy uh, journey for me, but uh, I had to survive. I had to uh, to. Um, do my best to live there to be happy as much as I could because you know when a kid without the family it's not easy even if you're 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 sad you're you're hungry you're uh, uh, sick you don't have anyone to take care of uh, to take care of and uh, because we was talking about this part three days ago the the woman that she was taking care of uh, 150 uh, person or kids she she got uh, sick and she she don't have money to take to go to hospital. She called me last week. She told me, uh, "Yumi, I don't know what to do. I I only have you. I only know you." So I also helped her to do her surgery, because you wow. know it. It's a time that it's hard. It's not easy for a kid to be alone there. No, and when you turned sixteen, what happened? How did you move on from the orphanage? I moved on, like my mom, she she said, okay, now I can uh, do it. Uh, I can uh, take care of you. So we, we moved, we traveled and uh, I continue studying there. But even the this, you know, when you move from 12 years old, you had the scene, you had the schedule, like uh, they, you have, you had like, uh, not only like, Every two weeks, you go back to your uh, to your home to see your, your mom for two days. So we had this schedule for 12 years to move on from this part to another part. It was also difficult to understand that, oh, we're living a normal life now like other kids. Yeah. 
How did you deal with this psychologically? Have you had any therapy? Have you read books? Like, how have you been normal and successful? Praying, you know, I always said that, uh, you know, how you have to know how to train your mind. You have to see the positive side of the story. For me personally, I look at the positive uh, side that uh, because of this 12 years, it made me who I am now. Because of this 12 years, I had in this 12 years, because you don't have nothing to do. You don't have friends, you don't have family, you don't have, so you have to put plan when you grow up, how, what you want to do, how you want to do it, how you want to survive, how you want to change your life and your family life. So I had a plan from day one that I will be successful. I'll be a businesswoman. I need to take care of my family. I need to take care of my uh, uh, sisters. I need to change my, uh, my present. I need to change my past and my future, you know? In this part of my life, it also, it learned, uh, it gives me discipline and not only discipline and also self, uh, self motivation. Because when you are, when you are there, you don't have a role model. You have to be your role model. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have anyone to look for. You don't have anyone to, oh, I, I need to be like that. I need to be like my father or like my mother when mm -hmm. I grow up. No, you have to create your own version. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. So how did you get started in business then? I started working, you know, I want to earn money. I want to continue studying and earn money. So I, I, we are into beauty. I loved from day one. I loved makeup. I loved hair. I loved everything uh, for women. So I started my, uh, I started working for a few years. I saved money. I started, I opened my first uh, beauty salon, me and my sister. Uh, it was really successful. We did very well. We did something very like um, the idea of the salon, it was really different in Lebanon. We did one salon, it has women and men at the same uh, time. In Lebanon, it wasn't uh, this idea familiar. So after that, I create my own brand. I started with lashes. Now we have different kind of products. We have lashes, they're extensions, contact lenses, hair products. Now we're doing perfumes. You know, every uh, three, four months, we, we launch new products. It's crazy. And then you did something that I think is so, so courageous, which is you took some time, like two years off to reorganize your business yes. just when it was doing well. And that a lot of people would have the fear of doing that. Like what made you decide? Was it just all too much and you kind of just needed to like reorganize yourself or how did that exactly. happen? I, I, I said like, I need to stop put a plan, a clear plan, you know, when you start your business in Lebanon, it's totally different when you have to start again in Dubai. I moved to Dubai. I said, no, I need to change my plan, change my strategy, go bigger, think bigger. You have a big, uh, and you have a huge uh, competitors here in the market. It's not easy. It's not like Lebanon. You have to forget Lebanon and start again here with different plans. So in the pandemic, everyone was already like uh, settled. So I said, okay, let me take this time to rebuild, rebrand, change the brand. I also changed the name of the brand, uh, changed the packaging, add a uh, uh, few products. I traveled to Italy, to France, to create also new products. So when we launched the brand, believe me, because the people, our clients why, was waiting for two years 
because they want Yumi Beauty products again. They couldn't find it. So after the wait of two years, when we relaunched the brand, it was really the best relaunch ever. We almost now 80% of my products are out of stock. It also helped me that I'm a blogger, I'm an influencer. I'm, I have a big marketing platform that I can use it to market my products. And my followers base are uh, really attached to my opinion, to my brand. They love my brand. I can't do anything uh, simple like I need to do when I, you know, especially for Arab women are, are not easy to convince them and are, they're not easy to tell them to buy a product online without even smelling it. For example, my diffuser and my perfume, they didn't even smell it. They don't know how the perfume look like, smell like. They even buy it with, because they trust me. They trust my products. Yeah. Okay. okay. And you have um, the eye, like coming from North America, I'm always amazed and everyone wears these um, uh, contact lenses. You, you have the contact lenses that people wear that change yes. your eye color, right? Did they, yes. change, did they feel like anything when you put them in? Like I always see them. And what is different about yours from everyone else's? A lot of like, you know, when I started my contact lenses brand and because I always, you know, women's, uh, Arab women's, they, most of them, they have the dark eyes. You know, when mm. you have the light eyes, you want to go darker. When you have darker, you want to go lighter. So I said, let me do something that really you change your look in one minute with high quality contact lenses, also medical contact lenses. It's not, you know, eyes are very sensitive. Personally, I have a very sensitive eyes. Believe me, I can't wear anything, any other brand than Yumi Beauty because it's really for sensitive eyes. Not yeah. only that, our colors are really special. Like uh, we create colors that you cannot find it anywhere. Our colors are painted, hand painted. So when you look at the eyes, you, can't, you cannot tell that you, she's wearing contact lenses. It's okay. so natural, the colors. That's what yeah. makes us different with, for contact lenses. Okay. And what about lashes? I've never been able to put on fake lashes. What's your number one tip? <laughs> you must hear this all the time. Lashes, if you want to change your makeup look, the one thing you can, you can change your whole makeup look is the lashes. You, you know, the lashes give, like, it makes your eyes somehow sexy. You know, when you look, the hair and the lashes, it's very important also for the makeup. Personally, me, I can't leave the house if I'm not putting lashes on. Okay. So but you must be so good at it. Like, how do you do it? Because I just get the glue all over my face and then I give up. It's really so easy. You have to just focus. You have to have a mirror and put the glue on. It's really the most super easy way to put lashes on. And okay. we have the permanent lashes and we have the lashes that you put on and you take it off same day. Oh. It's easier for me. Why? Because you can change your lashes style every day. Depends on your makeup. You can go more with a dramatic look, a natural look. So now we're also working on the summer collection. It's really so natural. The lashes, you cannot tell that you're putting lashes on. Okay. Okay. So you're an influencer with millions of people follow you. What's that like? Like, what is that like? Are you famous when you go places? Do people recognize you? How much time do you spend? What's it like? It's, it's not easy, you know, as an influencer. And lately, I, I'm thinking that there's 
it's nice to be an influencer. It has a lot of benefits, but at the same time, you don't have privacy anymore. Like, especially when I go to the mall with my family, it's really hard. Like, so for example, yesterday I went to the mall, but I don't look really good. Like my hair was messy. I'm not putting makeup on. I was thinking, oh my God, people now they're gonna take picture. What should I do? I wear masks because I don't want people recognize me. But it's nice to, when you meet people that really love you, give you, you know, I'm okay. There's a lot of bloggers and influencers, especially in Middle East, but my followers, they are attached to me. They, they feel like I'm not only a blogger for them. I'm their, their sisters because I help them a lot with their life. I give them advices. They see me as the role model for them because they know my story. They know that I started from scratch. I started from zero. They, every time I get uh, comments, there are people say, telling me that you inspire us. You're giving, them, you're giving us uh, a positive energy. I always start my day with a positive energy with them. So it's not easy to be an influencer, but at the same time, it's not also easy to be an influencer and give and influence people in, uh, in a nice way. This is very important. How do you, we're all you know, we're all feel like we're spending too much time online. So I just want to know how you manage your time. Like, how do you not be crazy when you have to spend so much time online? You know, I, yeah, I really spend so much time online, but I also take a breaks from time to time. When I travel, I said, no, like it's, it's, it's not easy to take a break from, from uh, social media. And believe me, when I go break for only one day or two days, even if I wake up in the morning, I, I took a little bit. For example, I started recording at 12 o'clock or 3 o'clock. People asking me, oh, where are you, Yumi? Where are you? Why you didn't say good morning? So, you know, because they have, they have like routine with me. Like, oh, Yumi, she told us good morning every day, good night. She told us about. But the way I go online, for me, it's easy because. I'm recording my lifestyle, how I start my morning, how I go to the office, how, where, when I go, if I have advertising or visits or traveling. So uh, my lifestyle, it's easy. So I don't put pressure on myself. Okay. And um, what's your, how do you stay healthy? What do you, what do you like to do? Work out and eat and then those sorts of things. For sure. Like you have to stay healthy, to stay fit, to look good. You know, I do yoga uh, twice a week. I go to gym three days, a, three days a week. You know, I eat very healthy. I always go for healthy meals. Um, I take care of my skin, my hair. I always go to clinics every day. You can find me in a different clinics, taking care of my skin. You know, it's, it's nice to take care of yourself because it's your body, your skin, your hair. This is the most important uh, thing you have in life. Do you ever wish that you could just not and just wear no makeup and no lashes and no eyes and no, and, and, and just. I, I can't do that. I no. I, I can't do that. <laughs> it's done. It's done. It's not happening. It's We're not going to catch you with no makeup. Yeah. <laughs> every day telling me, please stop putting makeup. I said, I cannot. I meet people every day. You know, when you don't put makeup, people look at you. Oh, are you sick? No, I'm not sick. It's just a normal life. Yeah, no? I don't like that question either. Are you tired? Are you tired? Yeah. <laughs> um, how about aging? How about aging when you when you think about getting older? Does it is it scary to you, or how do you how do you feel about it? Because it's hard for everyone. I'm older, but in the Arab world, it's even a thing. No, for me, I cannot wait to be forty or fifty. You know, it's nice. You, you know, when you live your life, 
when you live your age. For me, I didn't, I never lived my age. So that's why I'm not focused on age. I never lived a teenager age. I never lived a kid's age. So I was always mixed up with ages because <laughs> really I don't focus on age. Like even in my age now, people, when I know my age, are you serious? How did you start it? How, you, how you're managing this in this young age? So because I had a plan that when I'm 40, I will stop working. I will focus on my charity stuff. So I cannot wait to, to be 40. I see. That's a good goal. And can you tell us about your charity work? Can you tell us about like what you do? Yeah. The most important for me, the most important part of my journey and my life that I know what it feels when you don't have nothing. I know how, how it feels. So when I go to Lebanon, I don't go to Lebanon often, but when I go there, I go there only to, to do my charity work and leave, the, leave Lebanon. So when I go there, it's really difficult when you see kids that they don't have nothing. And especially I went to, uh, to uh, you know, there's last Christmas when I went to one of the orphanage, I really felt so bad that kids, they don't have family. They don't have at all family. For me, I still have my mom. But these right. kids, they don't have anyone. They don't have, they don't know who's their family. Even not only kids, even the people that, the old people that their kids, they left them uh, without any ads, without any help. For me, it's, and also to, to the people, for example, lately we did uh, what happened in Syria and Turkey. We helped them also with foods. I can't stop helping people because at some point, life like like god give me chance for me so i need to give chance for other people's also to look at other people's that's really beautiful so you go and you you help an orphanage there and sometimes and so an individual person too you help right like you help yeah. the orphanage yeah okay i have orphanage i have and like i have everyone that they need help like if i really know that their situation is really uh, real they really need my help. I can't stop helping. This is because this is part of my life. Part. This is what I give for my people in Lebanon, for the community that that helped me. Yeah, it's really it's hard because things in Dubai are so sort of good, and then when you're from a country and things, and it's really hard for people from Lebanon because things are really not good there, right? Like they're not. Oh, it's not at all. They are not uh, really like even there's no electricity, no water, no food. Uh, Believe me, when I went there to their kids, they are cold. They don't have nothing to to put the, you know, it's, it's really hard. The situation there, it's really getting worse day by day. Okay, well, let's just end on, uh, what's your advice for women who are trying to look their best? What do you think? What's your, what's your advice for them? First of all, I would say, uh, love yourself. Uh, Believe in yourself, believe in your, what, you, what comes to your mind, put a plan, write down what you really need to do. Uh, don't give much to people that they don't, uh, they don't uh, really care about you. Be surrounded with business-minded uh, people, be surrounded with the one that they really love you. Don't spend your time in silly stuff. Use your time to build your future. For me, I always say time, it's priceless. You have to use it in the right thing. 
Well, listen, thank you so much. I think it's so great to talk to you. And it looks beautiful behind you too. Thank you. You too. I'm going to try your lashes. Thank you. Take care. Sure, we will send you. We will send you our PR box. Thank you. Amazing. Amazing. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Congratulations on everything. For you too. Bye. That's it for this week. If you liked the podcast, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We'll see you next time on the Live Healthy Podcast.